friends, this is Rob here once more at the studio I create the Honest Wizard podcast at. And today, uh, contemplating a number of things. Number one, this is bonus episode 30, which means I've hit the 300th episode of An Honest Wizard. So, yeah, we're closing in on a full year since I've started this thing. That's pretty good, I think. And, uh, yes, I am determined to get all the way through the spells from Dungeons and & Dragons and maybe beyond. I keep waxing and waning on that. Still not 100% certain because, honestly, I've committed to an awful lot of media that I make all the time and sometimes it just kind of cuts into my, my day-to-day to too much of a degree. But, as of right now, I still have plans to look over the magical items of Dungeons and & Dragons, and since we're on the fifth level, this is the level where uh, we, once we leave this, we no longer look at bards and, or barbarian, uh, paladins and rangers, which is fine. Um, they don't, the ranger didn't even have any spells last level they were unique to them, which was sad. They still need to work more on spells that make rangers unique, I think. Uh, would be nice. Uh, they had a few, but they're relatively generic. Um, it would be nice for them to keep working on that over. But, that's not really what I'm talking about today. Um, so, if you are listening to this now, as I'm podcasting this, you are probably in some way affected by the uh, coronavirus uh, lockdown, uh, stay at home, or uh, at the very least try to limit contact with other people. And unfortunately, role-playing games are a social activity, which makes it awfully hard to meet face-to-face with your friends to play if that's the kind of game you do. Fortunately, alternative methods have been very much in vogue, playing online, for instance, either by play-by-chat, play-by-post, or by means of some other form like uh, Discord or Roll20 or something like that, which is cool. Uh, I think it's a thing that time has come, and I think it's really good that people have an opportunity to play even when they physically can't be at a game as is the case more and more often these days in our increasingly decentralized world. But uh, honestly, I really think, and I believe this sincerely, that gaming has never been a more positive experience for people. Having an outlet like gaming when your other experiences are of being shut up, being locked away from the rest of the world, or scared in those times when you scurry out of the house and expose yourself, um, for some people that is terribly traumatic. And that sense of being cut off and isolated is no picnic. (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, I, myself, uh, I certainly feel those effects. I, I feel for my family, mostly my son, who is somewhat spoiled, and has almost taken it as a personal affront that the world has chosen to uh, lock him up, um, which is 
silly, but when you are 14, you can't be expected to be rational all the time. And quite honestly, it's it's kind of funny uh, when he rages about things like that. He'll eventually come to realize things will get back to normal at some point, but uh, certainly can't come soon enough. Uh, it could come too soon if people, you know, start hitting the limits of their endurance and start engaging in risky behavior and risk spreading the the virus out in a major surge. Um, not even so much a concern, well, I mean, there's still a concern, clearly, but not even so much for the, the health industry being overwhelmed, just that some of us are really enjoying the idea that we could ultimately exert control over whether this virus is a thing or fades away to something in the back bench of our history, something that we tell the children about, like malaria or polio, smallpox and the histories. Um, you know, we, we do have the ability to control these things to some extent, although, being realistic about things, um, it's a tricky thing and requires a lot of discipline, determination, and support by everybody around. Which is why I would certainly urge uh, anybody who hears this to be very responsible, to not give the virus a chance to get out any further, to do any more harm, or to even hang around a day or a week longer than is necessary. I know that we're hoping that there will be some sort of a vaccine that will take care of it. We're pretty good at coming up with things like that. And our medical profession, if we'd only gotten cooperation earlier on the existence of the thing, we might have moved closer to doing just that. That certainly would be nice, but we could be asking a lot of what ifs or wouldn't it be nices doesn't get us any closer. So I'm just urging everybody to be responsible. However, again, this is a hobby in which you don't have to be face-to-face. -face. So if you've never played online before, but you have a hankering to still play, by all means, do that. Uh, my group has switched to playing on Roll20, and it's a fine platform. Is it as good? Will it ever replace us meeting face-to-face? -face? I hope not. I really don't want, at this point, to change to an online-only group. Um, but having that to supplement what we do makes us a better group and able to handle those disasters that come up instead of scrubbing a, a night, for instance, because of a, a blizzard up here in Wisconsin. What are the odds? Instead, I can say, unless you know people have been cut off from the internet because of you know, truly catastrophic uh, storms or anything like that, um, we can bring the game to Roll20, or at least bring some people into Roll20 who can't make it here physically. Um, it's actually fairly exciting to me because I have lost game nights because we had no ability for some players to get here. So instead it's like, well, let's turn it into playing cards or something, which isn't as satisfying either. Now, that being said, uh, currently I'm on the cusp of launching a new game. Uh, I 
I have a superhero game that I'm ready to run, but I really wanted to run the Session Zero when I could see people face to face. And as of right now, that's just not going to happen. Um, my next session that I run is tomorrow, which is the, what, the 9th of April? So instead, what we're doing as a replacement game, we're playing uh, 316 Carnage Amongst the Stars, which is a simple, very, very, very simple game uh, involving just trying to rack up the biggest kill count among my, uh, amongst your group and uh, trying to win by having a bigger gun that shoots and kills things faster. And if you do that, you win. And you get a chance to level up and... Uh, all the others get to pick after scraps from the um, person who is clearly the master of killing the aliens. Uh, it's a light-hearted game, kind of in the spirit of, uh, I would say, Starship Troopers, where it's all about the, the, the kill count and everything. But uh, it's, it's, it's not a great role-playing guide. You, you have to add the role-playing elements to the largest degree than uh, just expect the, the game to set up this great scenario for you. Uh, it doesn't really do that. You are the one who kind of fills it in. Although the book itself is very well written, uh, I had it on PDF and printed it out, and it works just fine. Uh, but uh, I, clearly my players are waiting and eagerly waiting for that next step, which we'll be taking soon. Uh, if it comes to it as I get a little bit more comfortable with playing online, we'll probably switch to doing the Session Zero on Roll20 at the next session after this one. Uh, simply because I don't want to wait any longer. It's torturous to have this, this campaign just waiting and waiting and waiting and not carrying through. I've got a story I can't wait to tell. And I've got the characters for everybody are at least rolled, if not completely finalized, which we will do at the session zero. And I want to see what they come up with and introduce them to my world and how it's going to be different and unique and from anything I've ever done before by a long, long stride. So yes, the scenario that we're in, the climate that we're in right now with the, the virus and the lockdown and everything like that. Yeah, it sucks. It really does. And anybody who, who says it doesn't affect them and everything, hey, you're lucky because you're probably rich and can lock yourself away in the lodge just like you'd like to do anyhow for a vacation. Whereas the rest of us who have to deal with reality, um, you know, it's no picnic. Hasn't been. Hurt a lot of people that we care about. So I'm just going to leave this off with a message. If you're out there struggling, feeling isolated, we're here for you. You know, tell us something, reach out, talk to people. There are people around, even if you can't deal with them the same way as you're used to, but make use of your resources that you have, including if you need to contact me. Go to my Amnesty Facebook page and just chat. I'll talk to you. Send a friend request and I'd chat with you. Um, that would be sending it to uh, Rob Gustafson. That is my name. And, uh, well, I'm there. The, my, my picture is the guy with the big bushy white beard, in case you 
Uh, couldn't find me otherwise. But, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, send an email to my Facebook address, or my email address. That's omnisi, O-M-N-U-S-I, at att.net. Uh, or just send me a voice message on this uh, Anchor podcast site for an honest wizard, and I would be glad to, you know, reach out to you if you're having a hard time or if you want me to talk about something. Uh, by all means, I can custom make content for anybody who's curious or anybody who wants me to say something about something. So I just won't lie, but, you know, it might not be exactly what you want to hear, but I'll give anything an honest shake. So, yeah, thank you for, for joining me. If you're, if you're here, we're in this ride together. We'll get through it together. Uh, until next time, another 10 days, I'll see you from down here in the basement where I podcast. Farewell.